Over here, mate. Over here, yeah. You like that two-star podcast, right? You know, the conspiracy that they're suppressing information. It's all that, that Tory Daniels' fault. He's trying to, trying to hide the truth. Anyway, I got hold of some bootleg copies of the second part of episode 95. It's just down here in my pocket. Don't look, don't look. Over here. It's a bit dodgy. It's on these cassette tapes, but government don't want you to see it. It's dynamite. It's dynamite. I'm going to slide it over the table, yeah? And then I'll be gone. Anyway, mind how you go. Right. There we go. We're back. Right. So we just we're just binning from where I got cut off. Uh, well, Dan can probably Dan can probably salvage a bit more uh, nappy yeah. conversation. But. Okay. Well, my my main point I was moving on to. I think when I disappeared, I was just saying, um, you know, if I was responsible for a child, I would just leave the nappy on until it yes. started yeah, to fall we, apart, we, and then and then. Uh, I would just put fresh nappies on top. I um, think it's it's good that you're not responsible for a child, really. Mm. Well, just seems well, logical. Responsible just keep for it, which is quite the same thing. Just keep it all sealed in. That would be my. That would be my. Um, sort of like Chernobyl. Yeah. <laughs> just build a huge concrete shell that you can just kind of put around it and seal it's it. Exactly. In. They're they're doing exactly this, aren't they? In um in Fukushima. But, yeah, basically. Uh, that they built a concrete shell and it's still seeping through, so we need a bigger concrete shell. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. so that was my point. But then, what I wanted to move on to was what about um, false positives? Um, because I can imagine if if Graham had this technology attached to his children, um, and he was in the same room as them, he might he might through his own bodily functions um exude the conditions that the monitor would think that there was a baby well, i mean i don't know how good yeah i don't know how good the uh, the analysis is because i mean the child themselves uh, even without the monitor uh, will frequently set off false positives yeah mm. okay so i'm hoping that the uh the smart sensor uses more than one point of data to determine whether or not self an alert, or to have a quite a high threshold. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm 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 convinced that this is proper Internet of Shit kind of stuff. So, moving on from poop, let us go on to creating poop. Chris, I believe you have a new gate which you wish to discuss. Oh, uh, chip gate, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, what, what is chip gate? Well, D- Theresa May, um, the people that are running the Tory campaign have realised that her one weakness is that she is not a convincing human. Um, and they've tried to stage manage it to avoid any interaction with actual people. Because that's when it becomes that. that's when it becomes really apparent, painfully apparent. Mm. Yeah, it, it does make you wonder. Like before she was a politician, how like she must have interacted with other human beings at some point. Surely well, no. she can't have made it this no. far in her life without ever having interacted with human beings. Wasn't she private school Oxford politics? So it is entirely possible she's never met another human being. Oh, yeah, true. Well. Yeah, um, 
uh, so today she went to Cornwall and they uh, they were a bit worried that the press might talk to her. So when she was doing the tour of her factory, uh, they locked the press in a room <laughs> um, and said they weren't allowed to film her, they weren't allowed to ask her questions and they weren't allowed to follow her around. Um, but this, this backfired a little bit because then the, the journalists that were locked in the room uh, started to live tweet that they had been locked in a room by... Um, by the Tory, um, yeah, they didn't really campaign. sort of think that one through, did they? No, and well, and then it did because obviously the alternative filming Theresa May interacting with actual human beings was clearly worse. Well, did you see the 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 leaked story that apparently she was getting angry with her advisors for not letting her oh, doorstep yeah. enough? And it's like, yeah, that that didn't happen. No, mm. um, you know. I mean, I guess the possibility is based on past experience that she's completely delusional and her advisors are saying, for the love of God, Theresa, no, don't knock on any fucking doors. It can only go badly for you. And she's going, mm. but the public love me. I must go and meet them. Yes. But she did try six doors in Scotland, didn't she? Yeah. Uh, no one answered the door. I mean, to be fair, she's lucky she didn't get bottled. Yes. Yeah. I did, or glass, or, um, because they're a different thing. Or glass, indeed, yeah. yes, as we established. I, yeah. I, I was amused to see someone had spliced together footage of her going and knocking on doors with that bit from the in-betweeners when they're terrified of someone coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh. Did, you, um, did you see her, her brilliant statement today that um, she basically couldn't recall any of the details of the meeting that she had with um, Jean-Claude Juncker? Yes. Uh, it's like... Theresa, you were there, it was a couple of days ago, and it was supposed to be like a really important discussion about the future of the country. I don't think, I don't recall the details is particularly good defence. And she said like, um, oh, she is a bloody awkward woman, and that's what well, we, we need that. in this debate. Go, no, we no, don't. We, what we need, we need what somebody we need that, just... that can really grovel and beg. Um, what we need, Chris, is a strong and stable, stable, but strong. So I, I have to ruin both of your days. Um, you realise that strong and stable leadership fits to the tune of all things bright and beautiful. Yes, I've 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 seen it's quite yes, and and unpleasant. also uh, it fits in very neatly with um with Mein Kampf, doesn't it? What? It, uh, it it was one of the things that Hitler talked about in Mein Kampf, that uh, the mm. idea that uh, you needed to to get the general population to believe that your leadership was strong and stable. As opposed to a coalition of chaos, which, to be honest, is sounding more and more appealing by the day. Yeah, like, mm. I'd, 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 I'd really quite like some, like, so a different kind of uncertainty. Like, uncertainty because no one has a clue what they're doing and they're running around panicked, but at least they're not trying to pretend they know what they're doing. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, I, um, I, I felt slightly optimistic today because. The thing that that really did for Ed, well, the thing that really did for Ed Miliband was um, that he was a bit awkward when he ate a bacon sandwich. And this is true. Bacon sandwiches are difficult to eat. There's lots of things that can go wrong. Chips is entry level eating. You can't get more straightforward than than eating chips, really, can you? I mean, maybe well, it is pretty basic. Maybe drinking soup. That's the 
No, drinking soup could actually be hard. It's quite easy to spill it down. You will burn your mouth. So I think yeah. actually bending the arm. I think, yeah, I think chips are probably lower tier than... Uh, yeah. I think the only thing easy would be chicken nuggets. Again, though, there's... Mm. Ugh, it's risky. Chicken nuggets I think, I think chips exotic, is like one of the safest options. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and she just failed at that. She but, looked but at you, the chips like they were primary school children... But um, it's much like it's much like the um, the Labour Greg's pasty debacle, where you know after the whole pasty tax they tried to do that photo op with like Ed Miliband and Ed Balls in a Greg's ordering pasties, yeah. and it was very apparent very quickly that it was a terrible mistake because none of neither of them had ever been in a Greg's before in their lives and had no idea what they were doing. And I imagine it's the same thing with Theresa May; she's probably never eaten chips before. And has literally no idea what to do with this styrofoam cone mm. full of yellow things in front of her. It was a bit like when um, when David Cameron ate a hot dog with a knife and fork. <laughs> yeah, or, or any of the photo ops of politicians drinking a pint. Mm. God, that reminds me of Farage. Ugh. Well, yeah, but he just does it because he likes a pint. Like it's the it's one of the few things that is actually genuine about him is that he seems to spend most of his time in the pub. Yes, no, that is true. Whereas all the other politicians, obviously, they don't lower themselves to go into a pub. There might be ordinary people there. Um, well, no, David Cameron did leave his child in one. Well, yeah, because he saw all the ordinary people yeah, and panicked. Oh my god, plebeians! He thought there might be some hard-working British people and <laughs> freaked the fuck out. Have you seen his new shed? Yeah, what? I have. David Cameron has bought a twenty-five thousand pound. Shed. It's one of those shitty little. Not not shitty. Um, you know, shepherds have those mobile huts so that they don't freeze when they're sitting on a hilltop watching sheep and trying to make them not die during winter. Vaguely. Yeah. So he's bought a posh poshed up one of them to sit in his back fucking garden. Mm. I mean, to be fair, like if he gets caught at the bottom of his garden in like a cold snap. There's no way he'd make it back to the house alive. So it is probably like an important survival tool. That's only because Samantha would just bar the doors and let him die for, for the quiet life. Probably true. Well, come on. You know, she, she, she had a good thing going. She was like the fashionable first lady, um, you know, seemingly successful husband. Most people found her fairly inoffensive. And then suddenly it turns out he's the worst prime minister ever and everyone fucking hates them. You'd be pissed at him. Well, I mean, you say that, but, I mean, Theresa May. Well, she hasn't fucked up yet. There's a small... Really? Really? Like, oh, no, sorry, which, no, which, which country have you been living in? No, no, but nothing permanent. You know, you know constant fuck-ups, but nothing... Well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, that remains to be seen. Well, no, but if she had a heart attack like tomorrow, or, you know, went murder-suicide on the rest of the Conservative Party... Um, you know, the situation would be redeemable, whereas nothing Cameron did can be undone. Well, true, but I mean, I, I feel that that's a little harsh in that it's only a matter of just where we are in time. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. No, I, I'm saying... That, I, I, um, I, I mean, I have, I, have, I have faith in Theresa to uh, go down in history as a complete fucking disaster. Oh, she, yeah, yeah. But, you know, she, she, is, she did at least get dealt, dealt a slightly bad hand by Dave, whereas, you know... He, she volunteered for it. Yeah, true. What I feel what I feel bad about for Dave Cameron is that he um he just doesn't have anything 
to do now. He's just his day he's is just empty. Wars. Whereas George Osborne, yeah. yeah, but George Osborne is just you know on the go all the time. It's probably uh, it's probably all the um, coke that he uh, snorts keeps him perky. Argue that Dave is is bored because George has literally taken up every available job in Britain. Yeah, no, no wonder the unemployment rate is so high. It's George yeah. Osborne is doing every job that becomes available. Well, I mean, I think it's just a sad indictment of the state of the country that even people like George Osborne are having to work three or four jobs to make ends meet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because you know, four hundred thousand just doesn't go very far these days. Or and- it certainly won't soon. What I also like is that he is uh, his first front page and editorial was was quite critical of um, Theresa May. Like, did you see her response to it? Uh, I didn't. Was it strong and stable leadership? We need a strong and stable leadership um, to uh, to. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it actually says because it's it's quite remarkable. <laughs> so uh, Buzzfeed asked her what she thought of it, and after a brief thing about how great George Osborne was and how she wishes him the best. Said now, what am I doing? What am I doing in terms of what I'm saying about this campaign? What I'm doing is giving a very clear message about this campaign and this election, and I'm doing that because this election is so important for the future of this country, and it's about who is going to lead those negotiations on Brexit. It's about who has got the plan and the vision to take our country forward to a better future. I believe that leadership, that plan, that vision is only there with the Conservative Party and that this is the very clear choice that people have when they come to vote at this election. Do they want that strong and stable leadership in the national interest under the Conservatives or the coalition of chaos under Jeremy Corbyn? Okay. So, I I mean, I challenge either of you to find any words of meaning in that bullshit. I am literally stupider for having sat and listened to that. So You're welcome. So George Osborne's basically said the currently the campaign is little more than an empty slogan and her response was to come up with more empty slogans. Yes. So now she yeah. can say I mean, I think she, well, she, actually she the read campaign it. is three or four I mean, empty slogans. In in her defence, yeah, she Yeah, she read it as it's an empty slogan and she thought Oh, there's the problem. We need more empty slogans. Right. We don't want to get in repetitive. Strong and stable, too repetitive. We need to add some extra repetitive and, and unimaginative slogans on top of that. But a variety in, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I mean, I I, 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 I hope that, that today people look back and think that's that's the point when... Theresa May really, really lost her way when she failed to convincingly eat chips. Mm. That is when the country. I mean, hope. That was when the country united together to say no. But I think we all know that we... nobody, nobody is going to be running a front page tomorrow that has a picture of Theresa May failing to eat chips and looking fucking mental while doing it, criticizing her for her inability to eat chips. No. I mean, what what's a bigger story than that? We're a nation of chip lovers. This is fundamental. Well, yeah, but like none of the papers give a shit about it, so it won't get done. Really? I mean, that's the reality of it, isn't it? I I bet the the Cornish Inquirer or whatever this little newspaper was that got locked in the cupboard. I bet they run a headline. I mean, possibly. Yeah. So, we have returned again to the conclusion that we are all fucked, so fucked. 
Um, about the only other thing we've got up for discussion today without Graham is no Graham again. How are our plans going? Which plans are these? I'm sure we have what the plans for screwing over Graham. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, well, we keep on making him do this podcast. Hmm. I mean, I mean not... you had a great opportunity, didn't you, on on Wednesday? Uh, That's true. How how did that go? Well, mostly I forgot. I'll be honest. Because um, I, I think the plan was to um, to get some cream in your fridge, but for it to have gone off enough that um, he wouldn't notice, but that when he squirted it on you and licked it off, it gave him um, food poisoning. So, how was that plan? Um, well, frankly, as plans go, it sucked, so I didn't do it. Oh, Okay. I thought that was really cunning because he would be thinking, "Oh, ho, 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 I'm gonna um, squirt this all over Dan and lick it off." Um, but the the trap had been laid. We had a, a Weatherspoon supper late in the evening, and that kind of killed anyone's desire to do anything apart from lie down in a quiet room. Didn't you go for a curry? Sorry, I thought you went for a curry. No, we went to a Thai place early in the evening, and then Weatherspoon's late in the evening. You had two dinners? Yep. Okay. What made you think that was a good idea? We'd had quite a lot to drink. Ah, yes. It was good. We had lots of um, lots of weird cocktails. We went to some place called The Alchemist, where um, all the cocktails tasted quite nice, but were very, very weird. And all done up in, up in like, science Beakers and test tubes and flasks and all that jazz. It was fun. I think there's one in Leeds, actually. And what... Uh, so you could steal Graham's bits that he wrote down. Tell us about Weather, um, Weatherspoon coleslaw. I kind of want to do that with Graham because it requires the emotional impact of two traumatised people rather than just one. Oh, uh, okay. You've got a, a skit planned. Not particularly, but we've we've definitely got stuff to say. Okay. Well, okay. Well, you just just tease people. I mean, if this if this episode is released before next week's, which is unlikely, mm. let's face it, then um, this will be like a, a teaser for next week. It will be. Yeah. So that's all the stuff we had planned to talk about. Has anyone else got anything that's come up recently? What you mean, like in the last hour? Yeah. Okay, Chris. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm not. Um, in that case, I guess we shall call it there. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to this short and somewhat choppy episode of the Two Star Podcast. Um, I'm hoping I'm much better at editing than I actually am, so you might have something worthwhile to listen to. Um, I've been Daniel, and these been my friends Adam. Goodbye. And Chris. Goodbye.